Hello and welcome to this week's exciting episode of Pop Salsa. I am your host, like always, Joel, accompanied by my good buddy Ernesto. Hello, everyone. Uh, Pop Salsa is a bi-weekly entertainment show where we try to cover uh, the week's entertainment news and try to give it a little spin, give it our own insight. Yeah. This week we have, well, this morning we woke up to some pretty devastating news. Um, Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. Like, I don't care what generation of was your Batman, the 66, the Tim Burton, whatever. Kevin Conroy is widely re- re- regarded as the voice of Batman. Right, right. It's instantly iconic. Yeah. As soon as even he walks in and he's not even trying, you can definitely hear like, is that vengeance? Yeah, that's um, vengeance. Yeah, so uh, we woke up this morning to the news of his passing uh, at 66 years old um, from cancer. Oh. And, yeah, it's something that, you know, uh, both uh, me and Ernesto have had. And screw cancer, man. It's yeah. Like, it's uh, everyone that I care about is, is it's cancer. It's cancer. I, I'm going to watch freaking Wakanda Forever today, and it's like cancer. Again, cancer, yeah, yeah, because of Chadwick. Now it's, it's like, Kevin. yeah, it's... I um, I remember waking up and um, I'm a little teary. <laughs> a little teary go. Uh, but I remember waking up and then I remember someone sent it to me and I was just like, I I, I was speechless. Yeah. Like I was sitting up and I was just I couldn't. It's the same way with like Stanley. I remember where I exactly was. I was at Trader Joe's and as I was walking. Oh, and I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I was at Trader Joe's. <laughs> And I remember hearing the news of Stan Lee, and I, I almost got like an accident because I was I I just lost where I was, and I just walked straight into the parking lot, and I I couldn't think. Yeah, and it's the same way with uh. uh I was on the Kevin. toilet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Very nice doing your morning uh, yeah, routine. I was doing my morning business and uh, <laughs> scrolling through Reddit, and then all of a sudden I see like because like on the app you click on the search and it gives you like headlines and stuff like that. I mm. typically never pay attention to any of that shit because you know fuck it <laughs> but i saw kevin conroy and then the the iconic uh picture of the opening credits in the batman animated series where it's the lightning and it shines and you can see batman right right and i was like oh shit what happened and then i clicked on the story and it was like he had died i was like fuck <sighs> yeah. yeah it's a it's a shame uh obviously the animated series uh but the video games, the movie, the animated he animated movies. He even got to play uh, Bruce Wayne yeah. in The Flash <laughs> right. a couple of years ago, which was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I feel like he had fun to. Oh man, it's it's even more sad because it's like he's it was a bucket list kind of thing. I feel yeah, uh, an opportunity to actually be Batman in a live action capacity. Yeah, All right. Not just the voice, but. Literally, like, I'm Batman. Yeah, (laughs) vengeance. Right. Um, Thankfully, we had the opportunity to see him. You know, we... Twice. Twice or three times. How many times did we go to Comic-Con? Three? three. We went to Comic-Con a lot back in the day. But we we saw him twice in the The same day. Right, because I wanted... It was a different panel. I don't know. I think one was for the Batman Adventures. That's Mm -hmm. where we went, and he was there. And then another one was for, I think, uh, Killing Joke. I think. Yeah. Or something maybe. like that. I have a, like a recollection. Like we saw one. Because you got sick of it. Oh, not, oh not sick of like, but or like, it feels like it's the same panel. Yeah. The, oh, it was just a lot of going on. The moderator fucking pissed me off. She right. was annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, we got to see him at Comic-Con, LA Comic-Con a couple years back. And 
it, he did tell seem to tell the same stories, you know. <laughs> but it's like at that point, once you've done a character for you know twenty five plus years at this point, right? You kind of just have your stick down to a science. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's yeah, he did tell the same stories, but I I couldn't get sick of it. No, I, I just I just like hearing his voice. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's it's one of those where. Because he's so ingrained as that character, you know, even if um, you hear his voice outside of Batman, then you still just get instantly transported to that wherever you were, you know, the Batman of it all. Yeah, I I might replay Batman Arkham Asylum. I know I'm in the middle of God of War, but I just... I just want to hear... like the, The fact that we'll never hear his voice again is what chokes me up. Yeah. Right, like there's going to be a time 10 years from now where, um, you know, the, the new Batman comes back. And I just think fondly of Kevin mm-hmm. and how uh, how like grainy his voice was and like how emotional and the, just the performance of it with Mark Hamill. Yeah. Uh, bouncing off of each other. It's. Yeah, damn, man. It's like we're at that age where our heroes are slowly starting to die. It, this early? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I expect to be 50-ish, and then, uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, like... No, you're absolutely right. Kevin, he's 66, right? Mm. A lot of people would say young. I mean, I guess you could say that. I guess you could agree with it. But, like, young relatively to what? Because, like, humans haven't really been living as long as we do now, you know, in the past. Us being 70, 80, 90 years old is a relatively modern thing. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's sad. And, you know, whenever death comes for us, it's it's not going to give us a notice per se. You know, it's going to come and it's going to come fast and hard. Those are the worst ones. Yeah. Because at least, uh, even with Chadwick, there's there's a little bit of tinge where I'm kind of angry. And it's Mm -hmm. just a little tinge where, uh, like, why didn't you tell us? kind of thing so we could prepare you know and it just kind of happened i understand that they wanted to like i i totally respect that's what makes both of them uh, even other people um um makes uh, such a big book in my respect mm-hmm. because they have a separate life and they didn't want to keep it separate like, yeah. it's not something they glorify but it, it yeah. still hurts <laughs> where you know the next day it's like a switch and they're gone and there's no preparing no uh no kind of like okay one day it's gonna happen yeah yeah i mean um the the experience of when my dad it was a long and slow process um i remember getting sh- not getting shit but like hearing his his side of the family comment because we weren't like we weren't crying we weren't bawling we're like we had already knew and accept that this was going to happen. It was only just really a matter of time for us. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, the experience with your dad or not, but, like, it was, you know, 2019, in the beginning of the year, he, because the the treatment that he was getting wasn't working, he decided just, you know, stop getting treatment. I remember having a conversation with him, like, a month, a couple months before, after he stopped, uh, you know, the conventional treatment. And I was like, what? So you're just going to die? Because, like, I didn't see him wanting to do anything. Yeah. And he didn't really know how to answer. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, like, on, on the Kevin Conroy's and Chadwick Boseman, you know, that's something that they decided to, to handle it privately, not share it to the masses, which, in a way, I respect a lot. Absolutely. Because at a certain point, it becomes a, hey, look at me. Yeah. Or hey, I want your attention. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, 
it comes to protecting the brand. And I'm saying people who have sickness and they come out and say, oh, I'm sick. That's not their purpose only. Mm. But, uh, you know, it takes immense strength to be in such a star-filled eye to keep it away from the public. Yeah. I mean, you're an actor. It feels like you're used to that. You're used to announcing it to the world. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they chose, hey, let's keep it between us and the family. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, like even even with with uh, Boswick, uh, with uh, Bozeman, uh, like Kevin Feige didn't know, like yeah. the heads and everyone didn't know, and I'm pretty sure for Kevin the same way only to his family. I mean, the first thing you told me was, "Did you know he was sick?" Yeah, <laughs> right. That's the first thing I you asked no me, and I had, I, I had no idea either. I didn't read it anywhere. You know, I was skinny and frail, and I kind of just assumed that he's like his diet, you know, <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, well. Well, he's with he's with Adam now. I know, which, which, <laughs> which I'm thinking is like Adam West. Aside Adam West, obviously Adam West is going to go down as the Batman for several generations of, of fans out there. Mm-hmm. The next one would be Kevin Conroy, right? Yeah, because like you you think about who everybody who's portrayed Batman, Michael Keaton, he only had to uh, go at it for two years for twice basically. All right, and yes, the first one especially was so culturally impactful and important that it did cement his legacy as Batman. But I never think of him as like, he's not my go-to Batman. You know? <laughs> right, yeah. You know? Same with Val Kilmer. Same with Val Kilmer, Kilmer, same with George Clooney. And George Clooney, stuff like that, yeah. yeah. it's uh, Adam West made a career out of it. And mm-hmm. that's the only thing you really think of him of. I know that's a disservice. He's probably into other things. Yeah. But that's the first thing that pops up. They wanted him to be um, James Bond. James Bond, I can see it. But he said no because he thought that James Bond should be a British actor. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. 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 He has integrity. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, we salute you, uh, Mr. Conroy, and we thank you for all the years of entertainment and mentorship, I guess. You know? Yeah. I was like, just, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. On a lighter note, <laughs> um, they're really, it's because of the end of the year, you know, we're a little bit under two months, a month and a half towards the end of, of 2022. Yeah, so, a month and a half, right? Uh, yeah, there isn't a lot of news coming out of the industry. Yeah, everyone's kind of winding down or getting ready for that uh, Thanksgiving the break. holidays and yeah. all that stuff, yeah. Like, we know in December, pretty much the industry shuts down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we don't expect a lot of news coming from for here on out, but we'll bring you what we can. Um, there's still news coming from the this Warner's Discovery. Mm. Merger, yeah. Now that uh, their plans have been pretty much cemented, you know, or their chess pieces have been moved, in, <laughs> their, in. their regime has been <laughs> has been solidified. <laughs> yeah, the cabinet has been chosen. Uh, <laughs> but James Gunn and Peter Safran are starting making their moves, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah, they came together and proposed a eight to ten year plan. Sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> For the DC you. films, yeah. Right, absolutely. Um, and which I, I feel like, I guess, part of it includes, you know, the Batman, all the other DCEU movies that were under that umbrella are still going to be part of the DC films now, which is the rebranding. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um Including a possible Lobo film, yeah, which uh, cracked us up for a little bit. Jesus, uh, when 
when you told me about that, uh, and I, it's a, around, I heard the rumblings of it. Yeah. And then when you actually brought it up, I was like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where I am in the side of this road. Because on the one side, I, I know the general idea of Lobo. You know, yeah. there's this cigar-chewing, I believe, a genocidal bounty hunter, right? Bounty hunter yeah. right? Who wiped out his race just to see if he could. Yeah. And like, then it, he, his first introduction, wasn't he after Superman or something like that, I, right? I think so. I, I want to say probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's, he's it's so edgy. And not edgy in a, in a dark, cringy way. But he's just, it's so vulgar mm-hmm. and so very over-the-top. And uh, I, when I see him on screen, if he's if, if he's gonna be, it's like sure, yay, like cool, the Lobo. But uh, to want it actively, I, I don't really feel anything towards it. Yeah, I, I mean, like like you said, it's any character that gets a live action portrayal, we're all for. You know, it's it's awesome just to see them. But there are those fringe characters that you're like, wait, what? Why? Wait, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the same with Starro. I mean, yeah. James Gunn, I, you, I, I think I coaxed it out of you. Yeah. Because I, I didn't want to, I wanted, I didn't want to be spoiled, but I, I, your face wanted me, <laughs> I kept pushing you and telling me like, what's the big boss? <laughs> uh, in case you all didn't hear uh, in the Suicide Squad, the, the main, I guess one of the main bosses. Yeah, the big overarching, and the big overarching end of the world, and <laughs> the world event is, is Starro, the the mind uh, controlling starfish, mm-hmm. and that came out of nowhere. Yeah, but I know Starro, and I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome. So maybe yeah. I feel the same with Lobo. I mean, I'm sure that they're gonna figure out, you know, the best way to fit him into the overarching story. I mean, if anything, James Gunn knows about violence and vulgarity and <laughs> over the topness. And so, I mean, I'm I'm all for it. Who they're talking about? I mean, this could be fan fan um, casting and stuff like that. But Jason Momoa, right? Which, if you look at him, you know, with his long hair and just put white in his face and stuff like that, boom, perfect Lobo, <laughs> right? <laughs> but. <laughs> He's Aquaman. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's Aquaman, which is interesting, though, because the article I was reading had mentioned that um, Jason Momoa was campaigning to be Lobo way before he was even cast as Aquaman. How long? They, the article had mentioned 2014, which I kind of oh feel like that's not too long because... That's pretty long. Well, I mean, like, when did the first... Uh, ba- when did Batman vs. Superman come out? Oh, right. When to... Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> so, like, it's well, pretty early. They had me. said that originally was 2015 and it came out 2016. Oh, I see. But there was already, like, the posters with Aquaman, remember? <laughs> like, <laughs> Too late. What, what was the, the tagline? Rise of the Seven? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, like, uh, Unite the Seven. Unite the Seven. Unite some the seven. bullshit like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, like I, we're talking about it, and Flashpoint is supposedly supposed to be the big reset. Supposedly, and uh, I, you, you tossed around the idea, which I'm a little on the fence. I was like, sure, I could see them doing that, especially other guns tutelage <laughs> of uh, of erasing Aquaman and uh, having another person take Aquaman's role and have Jason Momoa become Lobo. Lobo. <laughs> so that would be uh, funny. <laughs> it, it, it would be it would be very funny yeah. because I, I feel like that's just gun style, just to dis. And hinge you out of nowhere. Yeah, why not? Yeah. And uh, speaking of the eight years, I f- do you feel like they're doing something like Marvel? Or they're just literally planning movies? I mean, at this point, it's hard not to, you know, compare whatever it is that they're working on to a Marvel. Mm-hmm. To their Marvel structure. Especially considering that, you know, James Gunn was 
an instrumental piece in Marvel being Marvel, mm-hmm. you know, the MCU being what the MCU is today. Yeah. Um, the the article I was reading did say that they want to do a 10-year, like, a whole overarching story. Mm. And oh. that is, you know, Marvel-esque. See, now I'm on the fence. Yeah. Because I was hoping that it would be uh, it would be by itself. Like, 10 years, movies. movies. Like, yeah. That's it. Not, not overarching, but, you know, movies that they're just 10 years of DC. So now that they're going to kind of lay the brickwork for an overarching narrative, then I'm a little... Mm. Yeah, I would want like they did in Black Adam, mm. you know, have that character established in that world already, and then have the tag at the end be Batman, Superman, come out and be like, "Hey, are we gonna have problems or what?" <laughs> <laughs> but do you think that that's an overarching story already, though, or is that just kind of like a mini narrative within? I feel like it is a a way to tie the stories together because mm. I'm I'm right there with you. They should be. Standalones. That's what I feel like uh, in the post Nolan era of DC films. That's how I feel like they stand out. Yeah. The Batman, Joker, perfect examples of two fantastic films. Uh, one being Oscar nominated, <laughs> you know, won an Academy Award. <laughs> right. So right. why not continue that story? Why not continue that structure? Yeah, absolutely. Because when it comes to DC, I feel like it's. I feel like I'm walking into a comic book store and say, "Hey, what's this about?" And I don't have to be overwhelmed by like catching up or having another event needed to understand what's going on here. I'd prefer it to be like a Lobo, where uh, it, it's it doesn't have effect on anywhere at all. Yeah, right. yeah. I would like a Lobo would be perfect. Lean into that bounty hunter aspect of him. You know, go out looking for Martian Manhunter. Go out looking and introduce. Yeah more characters yeah yeah absolutely and don't yeah don't worry about having an overarching story who gives a fuck you know marvel did it okay yeah let them let them do that yeah exactly so i you don't want to phase four and five yeah right i don't see i don't see dc do like this is our phase one like oh that's flattering it's the first phase of the, the whole scheme of things but uh we'll we'll see on her gun hopefully he he knows what he's doing when it comes to this yeah yeah if anything like he knows structure he knows stories he knows how to bring a group together yeah he knows violence and mayhem (laughs) (laughs) definitely violence and mayhem yeah there was this one movie he produced i don't know if he produced or directed it was um something the something project where it basically had like a bunch of uh workers working in a building Mm. and they had a chip implanted in the back of their head and if they didn't do a task in a specific moment their head would explode oh jesus yeah that's what i'm saying (laughs) sounds comedic (laughs) yeah it's awesome james gunn um but what's weird is that those are reports coming out of marvel dc I mean, not DC, Disney. Disney. Close enough. <laughs> that uh, Black Widow is the most searched film in Disney+. Plus. That's weird. Considering Black Widow is, uh, you know, not... Uh, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Without saying anything too disparagingly. Yeah. Yeah. I, you had <laughs> you, come up with the, the theory that it was... The autofill? Yeah, it was, I feel like it was the autofill. Okay, you got to admit Black Widow wasn't really that that big of a impact. No. I mean, it was just bad circumstances all around. Yeah. So when you say it's the search engine, I'm like, okay, so is like how to put on butter. 
on bread. Like that's a high, pretty big, you'd be surprised, right? Uh, just this sort of weird, weird example. But yeah, I feel like it's just the autofill maybe. Yeah, I mean, because like it says of 2022, right? Right. The article didn't, and that movie came out last year. I right. would imagine since it did come out last year, like in the, towards the end of the pandemic, um, or the middle of the pandemic, I guess you could say, and a lot of people still being at home or having more time at home, then yeah, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, a movie's coming out. We don't want to go to theaters. Might as well just watch it here. But right. now? Yeah. <laughs> Everything's kind of opening up. Yeah. yeah it, it is a weird flex. I don't Do you know where, who recorded the data? No. Article. I don't like, know. what if it's just Disney? Like, hey, Blackwood is the most <laughs> searched. You can watch it now. Kind of we'll take it, take it for granted that <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a weird one. Um, yeah, that 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 kind of I was like, what? That doesn't. But anyways, yeah, I kind of laughed. <laughs> yeah, that was like search engine maybe or something. I feel you. They had the whole list, um, or at least the top four, which was Black Widow, Cruella, uh, and then two Pixar films. Oh, okay. Which, if anything, you would think Pixar, right? Right, right, or even Cruella. As like, just putting it on for like a kid or background. Yeah, maybe Black Widow the same way. Just putting just it in on, the background. Just, yeah, just to have it in the background. Guess maybe, because like that, even though the the, the movie wasn't all that great, it still had Pretty some big. of the cast members that were relevant. You know, mm-hmm. David Harbor. Yeah, David Harbor definitely. I definitely. loved him. I loved the uh, Evie from the Mummy. Um, <laughs> I forgot her real name. Fuck, what's her name? She's married to Daniel Craig. How is she? Rachel Weiss. Rachel Weiss, right? Rachel yeah, Weiss, I love Rachel her. Weiss, Rachel, something, uh, Rachel, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love her. I love uh, Florence Pugh. Florence, yeah, she yeah. Was I cool. love that cast. Yeah, yeah, it was dope. yeah, the cast is pretty. I like their. Uh, I like their. You know, see now, I'm, now I'm leaning more towards the optimistic <laughs> of it. Just, yeah, you're right, man. Yeah, I would search for that. Balance dynamic is pretty fun. Yeah. yeah um, interest. More interesting news, though. Ryan Reynolds is set to retire playing Deadpool. Uh, ha, 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 well, ha, 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 at first I said I had seen that it was he was retiring from playing Deadpool. Mm-hmm. But then researching, doing more research, I've seen several articles indicating that he's actually taking a break from acting overall. Oh, like just is it indefinite kind of break or is it? See, I don't know because like he's also you know taking advantage of his celebrity and the reach of the internet, and has become his own production company. Right, right. So you think he might just focus on that, kind of step yeah. away. I mean, I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't blame him either. I think you know he has a family, three or well, two young children, I guess at this point. And mm. it came out later a couple weeks ago or so that his wife. Blake Lively is also pregnant again. So. Oh, oh, yeah. So yeah. maybe, yeah, you know? yeah. And an aviation gin, you gotta, you know, keep, know. you gotta get that money out. Didn't he sell it though? Uh, did he? Oh, that sucks. I think he, I think he sold he it. He sold it. I thought he owned it. I, th- oh, I think it was one of those it. situations where like somebody came up with a, oh. an alcohol and then they asked around <laughs> to see who wanted to be the face of it. <laughs> Because yeah, they, they worked. Yeah, <laughs> you I think aviation, and then you put gin. I think Ryan Reynolds, even yeah. in my sleep. But I like the trajectory of Ryan Reynolds' career. You know, mm-hmm. he's somebody who inadvertently I had followed for years and years, probably going on 20 years now yeah. since his Van Wilder days. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, though, because, like, in the era of, like, Me Too, if anybody was to, like, be 
blame for anything inappropriate happening on set or something. Mm-hmm. Not saying that I wish this on anybody because, you know, it's fucking terrible. But, like, what did you see, like, Van Wilder waiting? Like, all these right. raunchy-ass fucking movies that um, Ryan Reynolds has been in. Don't you think, like, something would have came out? Yeah, right? It's, uh, I mean, just give more respect to the man. He has yeah. self-control. Exactly. Like, especially in the era, like you said, this extra, the era of raunchy films where yeah. everyone had their hands in everyone. Yeah. So just the fact that <laughs> we haven't heard anything yet. Well, let's, <laughs> let's, let's hopefully when nothing ever comes yeah. out. Like, oh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, uh, again, complete speculation. Don't. This isn't like a Hannibal Burris or Bill Cosby <laughs> situation. I'm not saying anything. I'm just speculating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting that he said he's retiring and that Hugh Jackman is coming out of retirement. Yeah, what a tease. I know. What a fucking. Yeah, he took him. It took him like so long to get Hugh back, and I was like, I don't think I'll retire now after that. Yeah, but I feel like. It would have been this would have been perfect uh, chance to recast mm-hmm. Wolverine, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah, maybe. See, the thing is, I hear with uh, Deadpool three is that it's going to be a multiverse kind of film, huh? Yeah, so we might see different iterations of different characters. So yeah, it's, it's within the realm of possibility that they will see a recasted Wolverine. Maybe that would be interesting, like especially since they are. Since the Marvel MCU is, you know, leaning towards the multiverse aspect of all, it would be awesome that, like, you know, a portal opens and it sucks, starts sucking people in and Deadpool is one of them that goes. Mm, and he's yeah. just you know, floating around the multiverse, creating havoc. Yeah, just, right. <laughs> he's, just, he's just chilling yeah. in the realm between realms or something like that. That's yeah, cool. so it would it would be cool, especially with, like, X-Men on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Wolverine is, is one of the main members of X-Men. Well, yeah, well, not, not the past X-Men, <laughs> but like a, a pretty big chunk, mm-hmm. right? So it, it would be nice to see that feature shown in Deadpool 3 so that we see it in a couple of years down the line when they introduce the new X-Men for the MCU. Yeah. A lot of happened going on. Um, there's also going to be a Wonder Man TV show, Disney Plus show. <laughs> Which you're talking about French characters, <laughs> right? Right, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, what's interesting it's that the guy who plays Black Manta on in Aquaman is Wonder Man. It's, it's Wonder Man. Yeah, yeah. Yaya Abdul Mateen the second. Yeah, and uh, I love him as yeah, it's, a, it's a really cool name. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for this one actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, because he was also the new Morpheus. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. I'm even more excited now because he, he had such an energy to his character. And even with Black Manta, he had that certain energy. And to see him in Wonder Man, uh, which is, is it is weird. Yeah. To, especially the controversy behind Wonder Man. Yeah. It's, it's weird. But, like, he came out, like, a month ago or so saying that working in superheroes film is clown work. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So why are you still? <laughs> if you don't maybe want to do it, then. maybe Cloudworks easy. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like I didn't read the article to see if what way the clown work was <laughs> meant to sway, but it just sounds. It sounds bad. It does. It, it does sound bad. I want to err in the the side of it's kind of like easy, I guess, kind of thing because you just kind of put makeup. Like I don't know how I don't know how a clown works. But I'm assuming it, it's not it's uh, not as you know for a Oscar kind of film where you have to have research on the character. Worthy. Yeah, 
But see, like you do, though. You do have to do you know go? your stuff. I mean, like the best ones. Yeah. Like you fun. look at fucking Poison Ivy and Bane from the 1998 <laughs> Batman and Robin <laughs> film. Things to bring up. But like those are clear, clear. Like you could clearly tell that they had no idea what the fuck these characters were. Right, right. You know? Right. Yeah. So if, if you look at the the actors now who are, are cast as these characters and their stories come out where like oh they spent a thousand dollars at their local comic book shop getting all the comics that they possibly can from well, the, these characters the, the, the thing know? is Wonder Man is such a fringe character that I don't, I don't think you can do wrong with whatever interpretation you have with him like mm. the only thing I really know is uh, back in the day I, I want to say 39 of the, uh, the way back way back right the golden <laughs> age and uh, they they released Wonder Man and uh, DC sued Marvel mm-hmm. because of Wonder Woman yeah so what what, what they did was uh, they released uh, they uh, they killed him off yeah. yeah that's what Marvel did uh, they killed Wonder Man off and the thing is I uh, DC came back to kind of shove it in their face they came out with Power Girl after Marvel came out with Power Man yeah so kind of the that, that's really all I really know about Wonder <laughs> Man and then like Power Man which is Luke Cage which they renamed it to like Luke Cage mm-hmm. just to differ it from Power uh, Power Girl which is a uh, Kara from another uh, alternate universe, yeah. universe. So like Wonder Man, I don't, I don't think is really instrumental. I don't feel like to the whole grand scheme of things, but to, to see the character um, portray from a Marvel, from a DC film to a Marvel film is is interesting. Yeah, I mean, like we said, any character, I, I don't really care on how fringe it is. Just seeing yeah. that portrayal, yeah, it's exciting. You know, it's but just, Wonder Man is just he's he's right there in the in the corner of weird mm-hmm. that i'm like okay who is this character kind of deal totally um yeah there like we said there really isn't a lot of news to talk about we've pretty much already gone through 75 percent of it <laughs> have we really yeah <laughs> there was a trailer that came out john wick john wick how do you feel about john wick four right four yeah Parabellum? i know right. that that was the third one oh, that was the third one <laughs> john wick four john wick four the john Elec- wickiest the electric boogaloo electric boogaloo <laughs> was it john wick four face the music no <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah john wick is one of those characters one of those stories that is just nine mind-numbing violence for two hours mm. And after the second movie, really, you're like, how much more of this can you do? It's in the same yeah. vein as Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the thing of Fast and the Furious, they keep topping themselves. But I feel like it, I don't know. I don't know why I'm arguing for Fast and the Furious. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I see your comparison. It does feel like I think they're in, they're fighting a tank. At one point, or in they're space. fighting in space. They're going to go in space. Is that one of the... I think the last one they went in space. The last one they went yeah. into space. Okay, yeah. So, uh, John Wick is not that bad, I feel. Well, it's only had four films yeah. compared to ten. Oh, yeah, you're right. But Give the, it time, man. It'll get there. <laughs> give it time. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's, right, it, yeah. it's a fun, it's an entertaining, it's, it's a movie. The first one I'm referring to that... You know, we all connect to because they killed this dog, man. Yeah, man. man. Those people deserve to die. His his cancer-ridden wife gave him that dog. Yeah. Like he said, it is like his wife died and he felt like his world was coming to an end. But she gave him a dog and he gave, she basically gave him a chance to grieve. Right. And they killed the dog. Yeah. Which, 
a holes. I know, fucking dicks. Yeah, but how long can you write? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it's absolutely with the third one. Um, Yeah, the second and the third one, it just goes crazy. Yeah, for me, it was the third one. The third one. Because I remember sitting there in the theater and just thinking, wow, this is freaking, uh, what else is going to happen other than killing? I don't know if I got, I don't know if I'm old now, but (laughs) I kind of want to know more about the character. And I feel like the first one did a good job, you know, cementing this, this hidden organization underneath it all. That uh, it turns out everybody who you poss- could possibly think of is a part of. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I remember the second, was it the second one? All right, the second one, he goes uh, AWOL, right? At the end? Yeah, sort and of. Like, and then I remember everyone in the whole park was just standing there. And I was like, are those all assassins? Assassins, yeah. yeah well, so- it's like there's that scene where he's in a train station or something, mm-hmm. right? He's running away, but as he's running, you hear everybody's cell phones start beeping that they got the the bounty on his head. <laughs> That's true. Even, like, the street performers. Yeah. Like, do you think... See, that weirded me out because the street performer's an assassin. Like, why are you street performing? Yeah, shouldn't you be flush with cash right Yeah, now? which you've been taking people's lives. I know, it's right? It's the perfect... It's the perfect cover. It's the perfect... <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, it's uh see granted I did like that sequence uh, because it's a little less over the top. Yeah. Right? There are other sequences where he's just mowing down armies of people and I'm just he's like a meat grinder and I I, I there's just so much violence I can take without it being just kind of diluted. Yeah. You know, at least those moments where he's I remember the scene where he goes into like a little um a little like uh, help desk area kind of thing and he has a pencil and you're like you know the story of the pencil yeah. and he takes out two guys yeah. right? he doesn't take like seven guys with that and that, that makes that makes more I like that more than the unlimited violence some of the scenes have yeah the subtleness is is what makes it um, because like you said everything else is just so ratcheted up to 11 that it becomes numbing it becomes numbing yeah where you don't really the the like that scene where um, everybody's getting notifications that he there's a bounty on his head. Like the camera's pulling back. So mm-hmm. you see the gravity of how much he fucked up. Yeah. You know, of what yeah. he's up against. But yeah. once you get into it, it just becomes like, like you said, just this mind numbing violence. And yeah. You're like, this all started because somebody killed his dog? <laughs> doesn't track anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping in the trailer, I do feel like they, they I feel like they toned it down a bit. Um, most of the scenes had like, what, three enemies? Three or four enemies, maybe? Like there's a scene in the trailer, there's a staircase, and which seems like it's... A- <laughs> it's so stupid. The staircase, there's fucking assassins coming he's just shooting them down like, there's assassins coming out of the woodwork yeah right? just, yeah and Donnie Yen's in it and I'm all for Donnie Yen yeah Donnie Yen he's definitely one of the OGs yeah yeah um, and he didn't even fight freaking like I remember the scene in Ip Man he fights the these karate the Japanese army mm-hmm. karate practitioners and there's like 10 of them and that felt a little bit more less over the top than what I've seen in John Wick films yeah because he takes them one by one. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't take them, like, they don't pile on top of him and stuff like that. Yeah. It, yeah. It's interesting. Um, did you ever see the movies Ambak? No. You've yeah. heard of them, right? Yeah, I've heard of them. They were on my list. Do they... They sound over the top to me. They are. Yeah, that's probably why I haven't watched it. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> is like, it's, it's starting to think about it. It's, it's almost similar to the the, the Ambak really? uh, film. Tr- yeah, because oh, it's like... What's the craziest Ambak scene? That oh, reminds you of uh, John Wick. Those, I haven't seen those films in a long time. But what I remember is that it's like th- 
three people, right? It was Ambok, his fat friend, and the girl. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's always, there's That's always, like, that, that structure is always there. And they go infiltrate, you know, the crime organization, and there's like this giant Buddha, and they're fighting each other and murdering each other. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> is, is it just like raining bad guys? Like, yeah, there's pretty no much. stop to that. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Because it reminds me of Tarantino stuff as well, like Kill Bill. I don't know volume two, yeah. where, where they're they're fighting in this uh, I don't know uh, this hidden brothel club, and there's like it, literally the floorboards are filled with bad guys, yeah. and they just keep piling on top. And I'm just I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know, it's like Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah, but at least Kung Fu Hustle does <laughs> yeah. it for the benefit. Of yeah, the, and of the show, they lead the into the campiness. Exactly. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, that's a great comparison yeah. because I just like you know ballroom blitz playing and he's just beating up all these people and they're flying in the air. Yeah. So now I I think John Wick with that it it doesn't track. Yeah, it's. I mean, like, I feel like Keanu Reeves has built up enough good grace mm. that no matter what he does, he's going to. There's going to be a following. Yeah, yeah. But I don't really ever think of John of Keanu Reeves being as the most engaging actor. Uh yeah, you yeah, know? You, you, absolutely. I I love Keanu Reeves. Like, yeah, I do too. That, that we we love Keanu Reeves, but when he opened his mouth in one of the John Wick films, like okay, just be quiet and yeah. just act. Like, yeah, just, don't, just, don't don't act. Just kill people. Yeah, That's... just just kill people because he he has a way of uh, I don't know his, his expressions uh-huh. have a certain way. Even like the most violent thing could be very very professional looking with him. Yeah, but when he starts uh, with I, I don't know if it's the script. Or maybe the director, but the, when he has dialogue, it just feels flat. Yeah, know? like I remember the line, "Oh, like I, people are telling me if I'm back, thinking. I, I'm thinking I'm back." Like, okay, <laughs> 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 yeah. There was a scene in the first one where um, they first attack him in his home and he kills them all, and then the cop shows up and is like, "Hey, Jimmy." Like that. That's all you got. It's right, right, so right, simple. Hey, Jimmy. Okay, okay. See, see. I like that. Yeah. Because it fits with the whole like the underground thing. Like it's. But the the line by himself. Yeah. You know why he's trying to emote or trying to show some emotion other than this killing machine. Yeah. Feels weird because he reacts to what he says. Right. Yeah. Like, are you working late? Yeah. Um, no, I'm just. Oh no. Sorting something. Just out. sorting something. Yeah. Out. Yeah. It's <laughs> kind of like you know he's he's very. Uh, they're very stoic in that point. Yeah. But when he starts like, you know, screaming at people and stuff <laughs> like that, it feels it feels weird for John Wick to be doing that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so I was trying to think like, is there a Keanu Reeves film that um, stands out with him acting? Because like, you look at Matrix, you look at uh, Ted and Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. Um, Interview with a Vampire was he in that? Oh no, no, no. That was, I know it was Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise Which and... Which was the uh, one where he was like a vampire? Dracula? Uh, oh, is it Constantine? No. Yeah, but no. Oh, no. <laughs> it, was, it was the one with um, Wait, Gary it? Oldman. Gary as well. Gary he, he plays Dracula. Gary Old. I don't remember. Top of my head. From like Interf- the early no, 90s, late Yeah, late something... 80s, yeah, yeah. It's the top of my tongue. Yeah, but you don't see him, you know... His films don't portray acting. Yeah. In the sense that, you know, acting... so okay what what acting are you are you referring to okay so like look at um not not too high of a bar i know no but like the guy the the russian dude who played the igor in the first one right he was a fantastic actor 
Right. Yeah. 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 And it, but he's in the same film, you know. Mm. So oh, some, the comparison. The kind comparison. Of yeah. Yeah. I. I yeah, I could see where you're coming from. It doesn't seem like he has those roles where it's uh, e- even in the newest Matrix. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of lines for him to to say. It's just him kind of reacting to things around him, and he does that well. Yeah. But when it comes to emoting and those kind of subtleties, acting, act, <laughs> acting. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to acting, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I get you. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's exciting. I'm gonna see it, of course. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't have any like. High hopes. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like it's going to be more of the same. Yeah. I, I'm hoping it's at least a step down in terms of violence. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like this this whole world has so much possibilities that uh, you don't want to dilute it with constant uh, adrenaline-filled violence. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm interested in the world building and, you know, the continental and how far it goes. I remember in the third one... Uh, is it the third one? Oh no, the second one. He's like he goes to Rome, and then one of the the patrons of the the hotel there is like, "Are you here to kill the Pope?" Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just like, wait, what? Like yeah. that's a thing. See, like definitely, like when they they dive more into like the shadowy organization, yeah, and they sh- they show like its actual reach. And then in the third one, they're like in the Middle East somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. They call, yeah. He cuts off his finger. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like you said, the world be- building is interesting. But when, you know, 99% of the population is part of this shady organization, you kind of lose. Yeah, that, that oomph stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And in the trailer, I feel like I hope they did. They kind of tone it down a bit. Like they, they talk about the high table, which is the organization's mm-hmm. uh, leadership. And I'm hoping they dive into those feelings rather than, you know, the Fast and the Furious where yeah. it's family and then cars doing outrageous things. Yeah. And that's really all you get to the most part, the most part. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, but it comes out early next year, right? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Excuse me. So 28 days later. 28 days later. The film came out 20 years ago. Oh, right. wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. Uh, 20, was it 20, 2003, 2004? Yeah, like that? I that's, that feels right. Yeah, so almost 20 years. Yeah. Uh, there's have been ramblings that there's always going to be a third one. Mm. You know, because we had 28 days, 28 months. No, weeks. 28 weeks. Right. And then now, 28 months. Right. Uh, Danny Boyle and a lot of the original cast are interested. Yeah. Because it's still... You know, pipe dream. Yeah. Uh, articles uh, saying that Danny Boyle's like, yeah, well, now they need content, so why not? But yeah. like, this is going to be the best opportunity to make it. Yeah, absolutely. And with the cliffhanger they left with weeks of say what you want about weeks, uh, it did have a good, it was a good zombie kind of infected film. Yeah, very of it. Nuance, nuance. Yeah, it wasn't like the the typical brains, evil dead. You know those type. I'd be dead in this one. I'd absolutely be dead or infected or whatever. I'd probably infected. They're not dead. Infected. Yeah, I'd probably be infected. But yeah, I I just love the intimacy of the shots. I remember in the first one. I I don't. They like reserved this London street and they made it look so barren and so just distraught of emotion and just people. He's like in a coma or something, right? right? And yeah. then he wakes up after the the infection or the, the disease had already ran through the population. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's in hiding basically. And yeah. he's just out there in the open looking for like what's hell going on. Very and, um 
I am legend. Yeah, absolutely. I am legend. And then just the environmental storytelling, like seeing piles of clothes in areas and seeing like these cars piled up as they try to escape the infection. Mm -hmm. Like that kind of storytelling is is not as as prevalent nowadays, especially in zombie films. But but do you think the zombie genre is a something that attracts the fan base today? Yeah. Like we've had for the past you know 10, 15 years, The Walking Dead. Right. And that show has been run to death. Has been I run like. to death. Um, I want to say yes. Yeah. Because the, the Walking Dead, I feel, is less about zombies nowadays and just about the drama between the characters. The yeah. Which I feel characters. like hurt it, no? Uh, yeah. Because like like you said, it became be- uh, that the people were the more dangerous, which obviously they are, but like yeah. the zombies just became a afterthought. Yeah, right, absolutely. And, and to some extent, that that's the point. Yeah. Like the Walking Dead doesn't refer to the zombies, it refers to the people. The pe- yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I, I get it, right? But I, I, like it's more focused on, you know, Rick and his group or whatever's group is, is like Daryl Dixon and Carol and stuff like that. But for 28 um, months, it would be just focused on how to survive. Yeah. This infection. It doesn't I, there there was instances where humans were the worst thing in days. Remember the remember the the military? Like yeah. They promised them women. And then they you know they tried to attack the, the people, but it felt like that wasn't the, the main focus. It was just kind of the elements of human depravity. Yeah. Right. So when it comes to this, uh, I feel like it there has to be a good zombie we haven't had a good zombie film in a while, have we? No, I, the last thing I could remember is uh, Zombieland Two, and that wasn't that great. Oh, really? And that uh, was like two thousand twenty, early twenty, oh, early twenty, so, something like that. Oh, that's a shame. I haven't yeah. seen it. Oh, that sucks. But yeah, twenty eight months as an opportunity to bring something that a lot of zombie films don't really do. But do you think it would be well re- well received in this post pandemic era that we're living no. in? No. no, absolutely not. No, like anything pandemic related, yeah. like anything pandemic related, anything quarantine related, I don't feel it is going to be. It's going to be too close to home. Right? So, what do you think? Streaming, theatrical, streaming. It has to be. Uh, it has to be streaming because it, the wounds of quarantine and those rooms filled with bodies pandemic yeah yeah it's, it's still fresh in a lot of people's minds and to have something like oh they're rising from the dead is just the <laughs> spitting you know spitting on their graves and stuff like that if if not if not streaming only a couple of years from now maybe two to three years after and then maybe theatrical at that point yeah but then like the 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 theatrical experience has changed so much within the last three years that mm. what's it going to look like? Because, like, it, again, the article was was talking about how... Art is very optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> it's very optimistic in its, its, its listing of, like, the creatives are going back to it. Yeah. But, but like, yeah, the theatrical release is really only reserved for, you know, big, giant blockbuster films. And say what you will about the 28 Days Later uh, franchise... It doesn't have, you know, the same following as a Marvel film, a Star Wars film, DC. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely has, it's a cult following. Yeah. I remember uh, the directors, uh, Kevin Wright oh, and Edgar Wright. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Edgar. Edgar Wright and the director of uh, the 28 Days Later, uh, they, yeah. were, they were mates. So they would... Uh, Friends, so yeah. they're, they're friends, so they would uh, they would like banter with each other. Like, I know in, in Shaun of the Dead, there's a reference to 28 days, and yeah. in 28 days, there's like a, a 20 months, a weeks, there's a reference to Shaun, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. 
So uh, like that that kind of dynamic is funny. But my point is that it, it's not going to be as well received nowadays because they're cult classics. Yeah. So I don't think that that's enough to. I don't think there's a lot of people who watch Twenty Days and Weeks who are going to come out in droves to see months. Yeah. Enough I mean, to validate that. Uh, that I do budget. remember seeing Twenty Eight Days. Hmm. Twenty Eight Weeks is on the other hand. I don't. I don't remember watching hmm. it. But it'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be a good, you know, spend a day watch a pandemic trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. There's more uh, video game adaptations coming. This time, a big one. Yeah. Netflix, well, uh, Gears of War. Gears of War. And I think they're learning from Paramount. Yeah. And giving it to Netflix instead of Paramount. Yeah. Because it's Netflix the one who's producing, right? Or working on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There has been rumors of a Gears of War a live action adaptation for I don't know ever now I guess a few yeah. years at least yeah sixteen twenty sixteen yeah. I want to say give or take it feels like twenty sixteen it's six years ago well going on seven now but yeah it feels like it was literally like a week ago right, right. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but one of the names that has always been banting about and he himself has even you know campaigned for the the, the character roles Dave Batista yeah as uh, Marcus Phoenix right yeah. Marcus Phoenix yeah I remember him I remember buying an Xbox uh way back then and I wanted to play the new Gears of War I remember he was a skin in that one. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is cool. But I was like, he kind of looks more like a Phoenix character kind of thing with this, like the bandana and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like perfect casting, if if anything. Yeah. Um, but let's hope that Netflix can properly do their, their <laughs> yeah. work. Yeah. You know, like a- there's, there's those memes online. Or it's like, you know, the manga, the anime, and then the Netflix adaptation. It's all weird. weird, Right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm, they, they say they want to do a live action film and an animated adult series. Yeah. The animated adult series, I, I'm, have faith in. Yeah. That for sure. Yeah. Because I've seen, you know, uh, Cyberpunk and Castlevania and all those productions. I, I, they're fairly good and I feel like they're going to do it justice. Uh, the live action, on the other hand, that's not a TV show. And we've seen Netflix movies. So we yeah. kind of know their pedigree in terms of like the Adam Project and All Quiet on the Western Front yeah. and stuff like that. Do you feel like it's going to be kind of a blend or like, um, or there be conventions? I, I, yeah, I feel like it's going to be just a typical Netflix film. Yeah. You know, like uh, we know that adapting uh, video games to that live action is hard enough already just to cast... Capture the essence, you know, mm-hmm. that's really where it falls. Yeah. A lot of the adaptations falls. But the one thing that Netflix has going for them is like, I feel like at this point they don't have anything else to lose. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so if they're yeah. going to go down, might as well go down in a, you know, fiery battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I want to be pessimistic too. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially with God of, uh, God of War, uh, Gears of War. Something's on your mind. Right. <laughs> <laughs> especially with gears of war uh it's it's gonna be difficult to like you said adapt to that yeah uh, i'm just thinking like fight scenes and it's either gonna be cgi fest or a couple of people in suits and it seems like it's it's ambitious yeah yeah i mean but it always comes back to like can there actually be a a, a good live action adaptation yeah um, I don't know. See, that's the thing. It's like, especially where these video games are super CGI heavy. 
Yeah. You know, they rely on it. And then you have, say what you will about the streaming services, they don't have the budget of a, I was going to say like Paramount, but <laughs> <laughs> that disproves my theory. <laughs> but yeah, you know, they don't have the budget of a Warner Brothers or Disney to invest. Because didn't they say, wasn't um, She-Hulk, didn't they invest like $200 million or something? Right, right. In the season, uh, in the I series? Wanna, yeah, I want to say that. I feel and like that the CGI more. still wasn't all that great. Yeah, it looked a little wonky, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how Netflix is gonna is gonna <laughs> take it like that. Like I see the thing is it's weird, right? Because you have Last of Us with Amazon, and uh, that oh, looks great. Last of Us, Last of Us, HBO, HBO. Oh, is it HBO? Yeah, you said oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, uh, that's Fallout. Yeah, Fallout. Uh, well, Fallout as well. I, yeah. It's the same line. Uh, Fallout and uh, with Last of Us at HBO. Uh, it, if they look great. Yeah, they, there's there's not a lot of requirements CGI. Maybe just the clickers. I don't know if you really need CGI with the Fallout um, show. Really, maybe ghouls. ghouls but that's easily death claws. Death, death claws. Okay, so death claws definitely ghouls. You can probably have makeup on them and stuff. And it's like gonna that. be uh, more based off of Fallout Four, right? A uh, combination of both. Yeah, right. Fallout three and four. four. Yeah, three and four, I believe. So then you got the Mylurks. Yeah, you I mean, got every monster. Basically. Right, every monster. Would, it's right, absolutely. But it doesn't bank on it. No. But when you have Gears of War, you have like the locusts, and you have a lot of the grunts, and a lot of the the I mean, the grunts, the grubs, and a lot of those huge monolithic enemies, and it, it, it's difficult to to see that as a movie. Yeah. Because, like, what, is it going to be, like, two enemies? Because that's all the budget could afford or something like that. And that would be weird to yeah. see. We have a clicker and uh, and HBO. And HBO has a lot of funding. But you have a clicker, which probably would just be seen in an episode or two, maybe. And there's, like, three of them. And that's already intimidating enough. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there there is, you know, like, what Last of Us, like you said, it doesn't necessarily need to rely on the super CGI. You know, you build your set and... Throw on some fake snow, and that's pretty much it. Pretty, pretty, pretty much, you, you make the set look lived in, yeah. and then there you go, post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic, yeah. yeah. So, it, it's interesting. It'll be an interesting uh, avenue to, to see. But, like, on the other hand, if, if they do pull it out of the park, you know, hit it out of the park, then why won't, why shouldn't Netflix embrace the, you know, then become the adaptation hub of, of no yeah. that's that's a great point all right that's an absolutely great point because there there hasn't been a home mm-hmm. right all these properties i'm listing off is are in different homes yeah. like fallout and amazon last of us is in uh, hbo max yeah right and so see that as a and then you want to see, maybe uncharted is in sony right mm-hmm. the uncharted game the movie is in, in sony's hand so yeah that it feels like gears it hinges on gears of war doesn't it yeah. To do to do a good job to show people that hey you can invest in us and put money. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it'll just be a, a matter of time. It didn't really say like a time to time frame, no, right? No. Not really. Like in, they're probably in pre pro, but I hope Dave Batista gets it because yeah. I really like <laughs> I would love him to see in a role that he's a uh, like killing things, pushing. Especially now yeah. considering that he's pretty much done with Drax, right? Yeah, pretty much. I think it's the third one, right? Yeah, the Guardians. Yeah, he said he's done. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much done. Because I love him because he uh, he he wants it with gun or mm-hmm. none. Yeah. So he was the, the first one when they they fired gun. He was like the ones like, all right, if you guys don't bring him back, then I quit. Right. Like so much confidence. Yeah. So much, and like you would think, like, oh, you're Batista. You don't like. 
How would you fall back on yeah, those? Yeah, but something? I'm sure he's, you know, the, the Korean, the WWE, he was one of their superstars. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's got plenty. Yeah, I'm sure. But just, you know, that that you don't see a lot of that these days. Someone just to stick out for someone yeah. instantly. Yeah, good on you. Um, <laughs> let's wrap this up with Star Wars. Star Wars Acolyte. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Acolyte, yes. Yes. Uh, so there's the cast for this um, Disney Plus TV series, right? Yeah. It's starting to un- unravel. They announced the whole string of casting. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss, which is the, the big one. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much Carrie I mean, Moss is... Uh, when I saw that, I was like, I, I screamed in giddiness. Really? Yeah, because I just love her. I yeah. Know, but she's also from our kind of pop culture time. Matrix, yeah. right? The, the Matrix. Yeah, and she's she's pretty much been in there pretty well. And then Lee Jung Jae, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, Squid Game. I like that. that um, there has been a sudden influx of foreign, you know, TVs and films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Squid Game, Parasite. And they're getting recognition, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, like they cast that dude from Squid Games, and I saw like somebody else, right? That they somebody else yeah, got I think, I think something. Manny J- Jesquinto. Yeah, they got they got something else, which is like, all right, right on, man. There's yeah. there's more opportunity um, for for everybody out there, but with um, the Star Wars acolyte, there ha- I feel like it's going forward because they they started announcing casting but as we know that doesn't really mean anything mm. and they have been canceling and shuffling around a lot of these Star Wars projects already yeah it's it's still up in the air yeah like, it's cool to see them cast as that but you're right they anything can change at this point and we haven't really heard much of it no. about Jedi oh not Jedi Star Wars Acolyte other than that it's gonna be based on uh like High Republic mm-hmm. before uh, episode one kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I like the, that, well, I don't like it. They have, <laughs> it's because like, we're trying to come up with the, the, the best way to say it is like, why did they turn their back on Rogue Squadron? Mm. You know, and then you start looking at their decisions and stuff where it's like, all the play, all the, like the players were in place for, for it to be like gangbusters, you know? Mm. Um, uh, Patty Jenkins directing right. you have a story that a lot of people uh, connect to because they play the video games mm. so w- do you not have confidence? <laughs> what I, happened? I, I think it's exactly that isn't yeah. it? I, especially when it comes from I want to say Top Gun Maverick kind of buckled that down because when you think of a fighter kind of like um, kind of movie uh, Maverick was the one of the biggest if not the one that's coming up now Yeah. so to kind of follow that up and be compared to it kind of deal, I could see how they would lose confidence in it. Granted, it's something that I would have loved to see yeah. or just focused on fighter jets. Like even with Rogue One, uh, which I wanted it to be like a Saving Private Ryan kind of film, it would be cool to see a fighter jet kind of squadron kind of film with in Star Wars. Yeah. But like we saw those scenes in Rogue One. Yeah. Had, where they checked in. Yeah, they checked like in. That. They yeah. showed up. Yeah. yeah. And they did like formations. I would like to see a narrative focused on that. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's unfortunate. Did they shelve it or cancel it? They shelved it. They shelved it. So which is pretty much. Which pretty much canceled. Yeah. But there is a possibility down in the line maybe. I mean, the possibility is always there. Yeah. Uh, whether or not they, they have confidence and faith enough to, you know, to pull the trigger. Because... 
the reception to, you know, post-Disney Star Wars wasn't what they expected, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, they came in thinking that they was going to ride the coattails of one, two, and three, right. which those weren't received well either. Right. <laughs> right. So I feel like did did they get a little bit too ahead of themselves? Yeah. 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 I feel especially with Solo. Yeah. Right. Like Solo is is the main thing that I feel that oh we can't write on the coattails, right? Mm-hmm. On the coattails of not just the one, two, and three, but just Star Wars in general. Yeah. Like they 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 won't just eat everything up as eat as an us. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to those films, I, and it sucks with with uh, Rogue Squadron, but also I can see that they're they're trying to make it so that it's not that anymore from Solo. Yeah, you know I mean, because like you said with the video games, but. I, not everyone's played the video games. I know even Rogue Squadron is. Yeah. So it would be cool to see Rogue Squadron come back, but with like new characters, not kind of hand. Well, hand yeah. I mean, like you didn't it. have to do like a cut and paste. It felt like it was going to be a cut and paste, to be honest. With really? You. Yeah. Because just Rogue Squadron in general. Like, what do you think of Rogue Squadron going to be new characters or anything like that? But like, you could have modified the story. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, that's, the, that's the thing we're saying. Like, we've talked about this before. It was like, I feel. That a lot of the the live action adaptations, you know, from video games to to film or TV, they fall apart because they try to stick too closely to the video game. You know, they try to have all the you know forty hours of lore <laughs> in condense into you know two hours, yeah, which yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why not you know create your own story? Why not you just use the Rogue Squadron as the title, but yeah. have the story be completely different? Yeah, see that that's where I feel like that's why they pushed it yeah. because the Rogue Squadron had that too much baggage, mm. especially during that time where they released it. Yeah, so I, I could see it coming back as in this is the, a different Rogue Squadron, right? You know, like they they have the name, sure, that's the legacy of it. Yeah, but they're different characters, a different setting, and all that stuff. So I feel like they were uh, restructuring so that to kind of tying it up with Mandalorian and you know Ahsoka and other of the, the TV shows, Obi Wan. And then now they can start kind of going into that era. How's Andor going? Andor's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's actually the least Star Warsy film of uh, TV series I've ever seen. Yeah, I've, I've heard that on multiple accounts. Yeah, and which is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> which is an absolutely good thing. So to see that in Rogue in a Rogue Squadron film would be really cool. And with Star Wars Acolyte, <laughs> and it ends in two weeks, right? Yeah, uh, right, cool. the end of this month about. Uh, 23 November 23 so right before Thanksgiving yeah have plenty of time yeah during, plenty of time when you're like during just, the holidays just yeah, to, yeah you're just slothing it. around full of food <laughs> and you're like let's yeah. put on Andor yeah that's exciting um well I guess this is it we we ran through pretty much everything yeah. real quick yeah um we're an hour and five minutes oh so. it's it's our shortest one probably yeah, yeah. yeah uh well thanks for listening to this week's edition of Pop Salsa I've been your host like always Joel with my good friend Ernesto. Hey. Uh, like, share, subscribe, review. It all helps us out. So thank you very much. And have a good week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For show updates, follow us on Substack and Twitter. Links are in the description. You can find new episodes weekly on whichever podcast platform you swore allegiance to.